Welcome to Exploring Cleveland. I'm Heidi. And I'm Tony. And we are two friends living in Northeast Ohio. Doing a podcast telling the world about Cleveland. Join us as we retell our adventures exploring this great city. We hope that these adventures help to inspire you to make your own Cleveland memories. Happy New Year! Year. Cleveland Explorers. Yes, welcome back. We're now into the new year, 2022. What is your New Year's resolution? Oh man, that's a tough one. I don't I don't resolve to do much because it you know, it's lose weight, work out more, blah blah blah. I always try to resolve to be a better person. Be a better me this year than I was last year. That's a good plan. Because I agree with you. I think that you have to create a plan that you can stick to that's realistic. Yeah, that's always my goal. Be a better me than I was before. It's easier as you get older too. Man, I'm trying. Well, my New Year's resolution, thank you for asking. (laughs) (laughs) My New Year's resolution is that I'm going to say yes to more things. Because I've noticed about myself that the minute somebody asks me any question, it doesn't matter what the question is, I say no. Nope. Have you ever seen the movie Yes Man? No. But I've read the Shonda Rhimes book. Watch the movie. Well, I'm not going to be crazy. But like, for example, when I went to get my nails done, and I usually give my girl free reign. So yesterday, she says, I'm going to do green today. And I said, no. (laughs) And I said, you know what? Yes. What are green nails going to do? Nothing. Well, let me see your nails. Oh, those are nice. Yeah, she put nail art on there. She always does nail art for me. Year of Yes is the Shonda Rhimes book that I read. And I'm not going to be crazy about it. I'm just not going to be so quick to judge and always say no all the time. I think that's a good thing. I mean, definitely think about what you're saying yes to, but... Right, but I do a lot of like... When Paul's cooking, I do a lot of questioning or I just do a lot of like obnoxious saying no or always like wondering why. And I just need to be more open-minded is what I feel. Try new things. I mean, not crazy, but like food. I mean, maybe some adventures though. You should track it. Okay. Because your initial thought is always no, Mm -hmm. I feel like. Yes. So, like, write it down. What I've said yes to? That you would normally say no to, yes. Okay. Well, we'll see. I do have some journaling that I do sometimes. Not as often as I should, but I do do some journaling, so I can include it in there. And actually, that should be a resolution for mine, too, because I have a grateful journal that I do where I have to write three things I've been grateful for for the day. And that has always helped me in the past, too. So I really want to get back into that as well. So I can incorporate my yeses into my grateful journal. That's awesome. Yes. Maybe I should start doing something like that. It's a free app. I'll have to look into that. You can post pictures and videos and all kinds of fun things into it. I don't know. It just helps put things into perspective when you can realize what you actually have to be grateful for versus when you're always focusing on negativity or things you don't have. So, 
Anyways, and I'm real excited about this Say Yes. The And I guess not to steal from Shonda Rhimes, but the year of yes and being more adventurous, which should include things like maybe exercising more or maybe trying new foods. I think that that's a big one for me, trying new foods, not being so close-minded with that kind of stuff. Yeah. So we'll see. All right. Well, hopefully the it'll go well me. for both of us. I, you know, stopped screaming out the window to people. Now I just keep the window closed and scream out. It's a step. It is. It is. I agree. It's an active step. You can say whatever you want behind the closed window. Right. Okay. We are back in the new year with another episode. This time we went to... The Cleveland Museum of Natural History. Tony actually drove this time. And she drove us right through the cultural gardens, which are beautiful. Yes. There's walking paths along the way and stone bridges and just different cultural gardens that you can stop and pay homage to. So, you know, that was a good start to our adventure to the museum itself. So then when we pulled up to the museum, Tony noticed a sign. Yes, and I said, this looks very familiar. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't... I couldn't figure out what it was, mm-hmm. but our friend Corey yes. was actually texting me, and he was like, hey, did you notice the sign on the front of the museum? That's from the old pachyderm building at the zoo. So that sign is now on the History Museum rather than in the zoo. When they redid the space for the elephants at the zoo, that was taken down and put over at the museum. All those cultural museums... I think that was the original location of the zoo, was it not? Yes, and that was something else that Corey let us know, was that at one point, before those museums were there, that was the location of the zoo, yes. And we haven't been to the zoo yet. No. Together on the podcast. Um, Okay, so that was the original site for the zoo, and it's now a museum. And there are several museums back there, but that day in particular, we went to the History Museum. Yes, we planned on parking in the parking garage, which I think is the easiest thing to do. Correct. There's not a lot of parking around there that I saw. Right. They do charge by the amount of time that you spend there. I will tell you, though, that I did want to get a picture of the front sign, but you couldn't, there wasn't a door to go outside from the parking garage. Yes, we, we tried. We could not get a picture, so you would have had to walk out. We just didn't do that. Anyways. Well, yeah. I mean, that's like University Circle, and it's pretty busy there. There's a lot of traffic. There's a lot. There's hospitals there. There's schools there. There's the other museums and things that are there. It's just too much traffic. Yes, it's very, very busy. So we will get a picture at some point, just not when we went. We didn't get that. So it was easy to walk in from the parking garage. We did get there very shortly after they opened. There wasn't a lot of traffic going into the museum when we first got there. This was on a Saturday afternoon. Early, no, I'm sorry. It was a Saturday morning. Correct. Because they open at 10 a.m. They're open 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. The parking rates are general parking is $10 for the first two and a half hours, $1 for each additional half hour, and the maximum daily amount is $16. You can enter the History Museum from the parking garage. One thing I want to mention though is that you do have to wear a mask throughout the whole entire museum inside exhibits and outside exhibits. 
And you have to purchase your tickets ahead of time before you go to the museum right. online. When you walk inside, we met Josh, actually, when we I was going to say, we got to talk about Josh. Yes. Josh was the most friendliest, happiest person. Yeah, he was great. He was the perfect person to greet you at the door. I had been there once before, but it had been many years, so I wasn't sure exactly what to expect, but I'll tell you what, when we walked in and there's Josh standing there, it really made my day because he said, welcome, and this is what is planned for the museum today, Yeah. and this is how you can do X, Y, and Z, and what times these things will be, and he was very, very helpful, informative, and just super friendly and i loved it i did too yes and and we were able to ask him some questions he answered those questions and was very willing to answer those questions oh my gosh he was so loving his job that day and that really just you know not that i was in any sort of a bad mood but it just really lifted me up and made me excited for what we were about yeah, to do absolutely and again i wasn't in a bad mood but he really helped I think. I think for so that morning. too. So we scanned our tickets and then that lady too, she she helped kind of talk about. Well, she did because she was the one that told us to make sure when we go outside to pay when we go out. Right, for parking. For parking. Yes. And told us, you know, to kind of go along one side of the museum and then back down the other side of the museum. And she also told us that there was only one working bathroom. Yes. <laughs> Which is always... You always got to tell me where the bathroom is when I get somewhere after a long yes. ride. Yes, and that's so. due to renovations that were going on at the time that we went. Right. So we started off looking at the dinosaurs. So I didn't realize that the museum was so large. Oh my gosh, I have no so, idea. And I know we're starting off in the, in the dinosaurs. I mean, that's a large space in itself. Right. And there was a lot to look at there. Yes, so we were looking at the dinosaurs and going through. There's so much to look at in just in that one area. Right. And there's so much to read and kind of decipher what all of it, what is happening in all of and the exhibits tells and you, displays. You know, because some of those, the bones are actual dinosaur bones. And the signs tell you where those bones have come from. Right. What kind of dinosaur they are. And, you know, all of this information, we we learned that a T-Rex is most likely... A chicken. A type of bird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, which totally makes sense with the shorter arms. Right. But it's not portrayed that way in movies. No. So. And they, they get that by the way the feet are. Right. So, yeah. So there was so much. We were spending so much time reading everything, absorbing everything... I personally just thought that this was going to be our day was here at these dinosaurs. Right. And when we first walked in, Josh said to us that they were doing the otter feedings today. Well, and that was how I learned that they had an outdoor exhibit as well. Me too. I didn't know. I had right. no idea there was outdoor <laughs> exhibits and animals. And so anyways, we're, we are just absorbing all we can absorb about these dinosaurs and really just having the time of our lives like revisiting you know all this dinosaur history and tony look at your watch and you say we're, we're gonna miss the otter feeding right and we then try and make our way to the outside which the museum just kept opening and opening right there's more and more and more and more yes and we're like oh my gosh it's so 
I really thought we were going to be there all day. Just yes. really thought, oh my gosh, there's so much to see at this museum. So we finally make it outside to the outside exhibit just to see the otter feeding. And there's a whole bunch of different exhibits out there. Yes. There's there, foxes. There's birds. They're, they have a, a bald eagle. Right. They have a turkey vulture. Didn't they have like a pair of like snow owls or something like a a pair of? There were yeah, there were barn owls. There were oh, all barn kinds owls. of different they owls. They were probably barn, barn owls. Barn owls. There were there was a porcupine. <laughs> I was just gonna say there was a porcupine. <laughs> um, there were there were many different kinds of animals outdoors. Oh my gosh, there were so many different things that you could walk around and look at the animals. Yes. There was different feedings that we saw. Yes. Where they were feeding the animals. And those are actually posted on our TikTok. Yes. So check that out on our TikTok page. So then we make our way back to where they're actually going to feed the otters. Yes. And there's three male otters. Right. I, I don't remember their I names. I was just going to say I forgot what their names were, but I did remember I liked their names. But the lady explained to us that because the otters are living in an, an enclosed habitat, that they want to keep their minds active. Right. So they don't just feed the otters. They make them actually do these puzzle games. Yes. And she's right. The fish aren't going to just lay dead and wait for the otter to come to them, <laughs> right. right? The otter actually needs to remember to do some work. So they had these fun games where they were putting fish on these donuts they put them in a toy box. They put them up under the leaves. Yes. They, they hid them yeah. from them, basically. And they had to, you know, come out and figure out how to get their food. And, right. And it was a lot of fun. And it was fun to watch them swim around. They're very elegant swimmers, I would yes. say. Yeah. Yeah, I thought so, too. Yeah, they were a lot of fun to watch. And you can really see, you can see them swimming underwater. You can see them playing above water. And they had kind of like almost like a stadium seating. It was very small, but there was kind of like steps up to a stadium seating. And it's very child-friendly. And Yeah, and this is a daily thing. It, it was posted on the um, enclosure, enclosure, like the glass. that they have 10.30 and 2.30, I believe, are their feeding times where you can view that. Yeah. And they do a presentation w about it and everything, so. Yeah, it was real nice. I really enjoyed it. And then we, we finished our adventure walking around more outside, looking at more things outside. And then we made our way back inside. We made ourselves go back to the dinosaurs right. where we left off. And by this time, it was already pretty crowded. So. Oh, yeah. I think that was kind of why we moved a little quicker yeah because it was getting harder to read the exhibits with the people that were also trying to read the exhibits right. and things like that so but we did we made our way around to different jewels and cave enclosures and bug enclosures and earthquake yeah there was an earthquake simulator yeah. you press this button and you can actually sit down and experience a Level five. Um, yeah, five point something magnitude earthquake. But I really liked how it was very kid-friendly. There was a lot of interactive things that the kids and us, whoever, could act, press buttons or play some sort of interactive right. game or interactive way to learn about what the exhibits was trying to teach you. Yes. You know, I did enjoy that. It was very 
very friendly in that fashion. So it's very bright. It's very colorful. There was actually a place where we saw Josh later in the day where he was doing more hands-on interactions right. and kind of teaching some of the kids that were in the area. Right. And he did let us know that he would be doing that when we came in. Yes. That he would be, you know, doing that after the otter feeding. Right. That yes. was that was cool. Yes. They have an auditorium there. They did. We weren't able to go in. They, they had uh, some kind of rehearsal going on. And I wonder, do you think that was for that 100 years? Possibly. I don't know what they were rehearsing in there, but we weren't able to go in. Right. They do have a cafe in, in the museum itself. Right next to the auditorium. We did not eat there, but it looks like they have like a daily menu that you can choose items from. They had hot foods, cold foods, to-go foods, and kid foods. Right. Lots of choices, I think. And lots of seating and lots of hand sanitizer all throughout the museum, including at the cafe. And a gift shop also. Well, I thought we were going to talk about first that they do have just the one bathroom right now that's open because right. of renovations. That bathroom is accessible. All of the museum is accessible. In the bathroom is a built-in step stool for the kids to be able to wash their hands. I don't know why that really got to me, but I loved it. Because I need a step stool. I'm very short. I always need a step stool. And so the fact that, again, that they had something where the kids could pull down, they had to pull it down, but stand up on it, and they could reach on the sink to wash their hands, especially... During this time, we need to keep washing our hands, and during the winter times, you need to keep washing your hands. They also have a private lactation room for those that might need it. Which is pretty awesome. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. I agree. This museum was very accommodating to all of its guests. I thought it was a great time. I learned a lot, and I definitely would be willing to go back. Absolutely. You wouldn't let me talk about the gift shop. Oh, I didn't? No, you said before we talk about that, I wanted to talk about the bathroom. <laughs> you know why? Because I thought we would leave the gift shop into break because we have our snacks. Oh. That's why I said that. All right, so before we get into the gift shop, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back. If you like this podcast, please like, subscribe, share, and leave a review. If you visit any of the places that we've talked about, let us know about your adventures on our social media pages. Exploring Cleveland with Heidi and Tony on Facebook and Instagram. We look forward to seeing your comments. Now let's get back to our adventures. So, the gift shop. The gift shop. They have a lot of different things in the gift shop <coughs> at the museum. So, oh my gosh, they have really cute... And cuddly stuffed animals. And very soft. Oh my gosh, I was loving those. They've got t-shirts. Lots of different kinds of t-shirts. And different sizes, too. Mm-hmm. Kids, adults. Yes. Big enough to fit me. Mm-hmm. They have toys. And jewelry. And stones. Mm-hmm. Yes. Throw back stones. To seeds of wellness. Jewelry. And candy. We didn't talk about the candy and the cool astronaut ice cream that we purchased. Yes, we did. And we're going to try right now. So we bought astronaut ice cream sandwiches. They are freeze-dried, ready-to-eat space food. So we got a cookies and cream and a vanilla. 
They smell like sugar. I think, okay. This is to the year of yes. <laughs> to the year of yes. Trying freeze-dried ice cream sandwiches. Are you ready? All right, ready. All right. I'm gonna break it. <laughs> I didn't get any ice cream. I felt like I was gonna break a tooth. No. Is it good? It tastes oh. like an ice cream sandwich. Oh. I don't like it. Oh, it's weird. Cause it's not cold. It's a little fuzzy. Oh, the aftertaste is good. It tastes like an ice cream sandwich. The aftertaste tastes like ice cream. I'm not quite sure what, what the rest of it tastes like. I would not be cut out for space. You're not cut out for a lot of things. <laughs> That's why I'm doing the year of yes. Um, What did you think? You had vanilla. I, I had cookies and cream. Let me taste yours. How about it? I'm going to break it. <laughs> like a chisel. I like this part. <laughs> the whole thing is crunchy, whether it's the ice cream filling or the cookie. It's freeze dried. What did you expect? Did I spit in your eye? No. <laughs> I feel like I have something in my eye, though. Probably space crumb. You want to try mine? No. I, I'm, I'm good with having tried one bite. Do you taste the difference? Yeah. <laughs> Good. Cheers. Mm. The cookies and cream is way better than the vanilla. Then I will not be trying the vanilla. It tastes like actual... It tastes like I don't know why I'm putting this in my mouth. You're so prissy. It's not worth the calories. <laughs> Are All there right. calories to it? Oh my god, there's 170 calories. Oh, there's 3 grams of protein and 14 grams of sugar. Well, there goes your New Year's diet. <laughs> I was not a diet. <laughs> Me neither. Oh, it says on the back, look. Astronaut ice cream was invented for NASA's Apollo mission. Enjoy this delicious treat just like the astronauts. Available in a variety of tempting intergalactic flavors. This is real ice cream. We take the ice cream you know and love, and with the power of freeze drying, create a yummy new snack. When you remove the water from ice cream, what do you have? A delicious, crunchy, yet creamy sweetness that melts in your mouth, sandwiched between two chocolatey wafer cookies. The wafer cookies are great. That tastes just like an ice cream sandwich part. This is made in Colorado. And it's astronautfoods.com, all one word, in Boulder, Colorado. Well, I didn't think it was that bad. Well, as we've it's established, just as we've established in many of our episodes now, we have different palates. <laughs> Very much so. And this was not to my liking. So, there you go, kids. We tried the ice cream sandwich that we found from. The gift shop, and I've been so darn excited to try. And speaking of food, we just had to do a slight pause of the recording because Tony's son called, her son Brandon, and he said, Mom, what are you doing? And we said, we're recording, you're bothering us. No, we, we didn't say that. <laughs> he did apologize, though. 
Well, he said, what are you recording? We said, the History Museum. And he said... Did you find the cheeseburgers when you went to the History Museum? Yeah. And we said, no. Right. We said, what cheeseburgers? And he said, I told you about the cheeseburgers before you went, which I didn't remember. (laughs) So we just looked it up. There are six burgers... Hidden. ...throughout different exhibits of the museum. Yes. And they, there's no rhyme or reason. It started off as an interactive science project, it sounds like. Right. About inchworms. How many, how many cheeseburgers <laughs> would an inchworm eat? Yes. This was part of an exhibit, and they had all these, this overabundance of cheeseburgers, so they decided to hide them. In um, the different exhibits, just for pure entertainment. Yes. I have no idea where these cheeseburgers were, but as Brandon <laughs> is saying, why didn't you look for the cheeseburgers? I remembered you had found a cheeseburger or I, a hamburger. I, I guess found it's a, a hamburger. hamburger. I like cheeseburgers better than hamburgers if you can't. Well, tell. I did find a hamburger, but it does say cheeseburgers in the article. Article that we found. It says they have six hidden cheeseburgers in places all around campus. It all started when they created an exhibit on inchworms. How many cheeseburgers would you eat if you were an inchworm? By the way, the answer is 80, which is kind of crazy. I mean, I assume that they just made a burger, not a, like, bun and stuff on it. Well, my question is, how long does it take for an inchworm to eat 80 cheeseburgers? Well, you know what? We missed that exhibit. We did. Gosh darn it. The surplus of artificial cheeseburgers prompted us to begin hiding them in the exhibits for other people's enjoyment and our amusement, says Carl, exhibit creator of Museum of Natural History. Heidi says to me, you did find a burger. You did. And you took a picture of it. (laughs) I didn't remember this. (laughs) I remember exactly where we were. We were in the back part. It's a little dark back there. We're looking at the gems, and you say, oh, look, this gem looks just like a cheeseburger. (laughs) And I was like, oh, that's cool. It's a little weird, but it's cool. (laughs) And then there's a a little, you know, plaque that tells us what the things are. And it says Hamburgite. We just accepted it as truth. And took pictures. <laughs> and carried on. So she had to just remind me that I took a picture of this. So I had to look it up and I was like, oh my gosh, there it is. I don't think I would have remembered that you found that thing until he told us that there was these burgers <laughs> in and around. So we didn't find the other ones that are around the museum. <laughs> And I, he, he was saying T-Rex. I have a picture of T-Rex, but I'm not finding the burger in my picture. So we'll have well, to definitely go back. I don't know back. that he knows that it's in the T-Rex either. Well, it's somewhere in the dinosaur room. Well, there, well, yes, because if you look at the article that we were looking at. Right. He says there's one directly within view. Yes. And there was, you could not see a T-Rex. That's true. So, well, I guess we just have to make our way back. Yeah, and look for all the. We need to spend the day looking for the burgers. Oh my gosh, I think that would be so much fun. Yeah. And also with kids, that would be so much fun to do with kids. Yeah, absolutely. 
I would love it. I would love if my parents took me to that museum as a little kid. And it's almost like a scavenger hunt of finding the burgers. Well, we planned on going back with Emily, so... Yeah, we definitely should make that part of the fun, I think. Absolutely. I hope that other people know where the burgers are so we can actually ask if that is one of the burgers. I bet you Josh would help us find some. I hope Josh is there. I want to kind of look, but I guess I would be okay with some clues because the museum's pretty big. There's a lot of exhibits. But I don't want them to tell me where they are. I want to find them. Yeah. Okay. No, I don't want anybody to tell us where they are. Okay. Well, you just I, said, I hope other people know where they are. No, no, no. I want to know if that is actually one of them. Oh. The one that we found in the the Hamburgite. All right. So when you get your tickets, as we already mentioned, you get your tickets online before you go. But I kept getting an email, I'm assuming you did too, that we had 30 days to apply our ticket price to annual membership. Correct. So I was looking into what annual membership is, which by the way, I totally could see the perks of getting an an annual membership because I feel like there was so much to do at that museum that definitely you could continue to utilize your tickets and go over and over again. If you have small kids living here in Cleveland in the wintertime and you're looking for something to do, membership benefits, first of all, you get $6 flat rate parking in the museum parking garage, which who doesn't like specialized parking, right? You get special members only exhibit previews and behind the scene tours, advanced notice, early registration and discount for classes, programs, camps, and lectures. A complimentary subscription to Explore Magazine. Discount on purchases in a museum store. It's a 10% discount. A reciprocal admission to more than 250 science centers and museums around the country through the ASTC program. Visitors must present proof of residency outside a 90-mile radius from the museum to receive these privileges. So there's different levels of membership as well. So you can get membership for one adult, which includes two guest passes per year, discounted parking, and the museum store discount. That costs uh, $70 for annual and $63 for seniors. Then there's different memberships where you can do the Mantis membership for two adults or one adult and one child, including all the other perks, including the parking, the museum, store discount in the reciprocal city visits there's the river membership and that's a member for two adults and two children and that includes oh some of these include guest passes as well and the guest passes increase as you get more and more membership there's the pack membership which is a membership of two adults and children plus a caregiver there's the lucy membership oh the galaxy membership also there's lots of different memberships that you can get that would fit your family and your lifestyle like i said there's the guest passes and all of the discounts for parking and discounts in the museum gift shop definitely something to look into absolutely and like i said when you buy your tickets you can apply that That price that you paid right the 17 dollar ticket price Toward your membership. Right. 
Another thing that I found interesting on their website is that you can donate to the museum and there's different cool things that you can donate for the museum. You could donate newspapers, you could donate magazines, you can donate bird cages and mirrors and scales. There's all kinds of cool things that they need people to donate. That's always something to look into if you're looking to make a difference. You can also go on the website and see other things as well, such as if you're looking to host an event for corporate parties, schedule a group tour, special occasions, and weddings. So if you're looking for a place to get married, someplace cool and different, you can talk to the museum about hosting an event, which would be kind of cool. There's also programs and events right now going on. They have Earth Day 50 and Think to Drink. And then the website also will list the different exhibits that they have going on right now. So the 100 Years of Discovery, they're celebrating the Cleveland Museum of Natural History's centennial. The uh, museum was founded in 1920. So it began... The, the celebration looks like it began 11-26-2021 um, and will go through 7-24-2022. It's just a recap of the, the history of what the museum has given, basically. And then they want to give an idea of what will go on for the next 100 years and leave inspired by the future of scientific exploration. Don't they say something about Balto in there, too? Well, that's just part of the previous hundred years. Oh. Mush with Balto across the an Alaskan snowscape, observe bald eagles through the eyes of a naturalist, and stand face to face with a dinosaur. Journey through the decades as the museum digs deep into Cleveland's ancient underwater past and takes important steps toward understanding human origins and health. It's been a momentous century of science and nature, but the best is yet to come. Join us in charting the possibilities of the next 100 years and leave inspired by the future of scientific exploration as we reinvent our visitor experience with you at its center. Get an exciting sneak peek of, our tra of your transformed museum coming in 2024. Oh, only two years away. Oh, and the admission for the 100 years of discovery is included with the general admission to the museum. Oh, and, it is? Yes, and free for members. Why do you keep putting it in your mouth? <laughs> what the hell is wrong with you? Because it looks really good. Do you think it's going to taste different? I don't, I don't know. It looks like it. I would like it. I just tried the ice cream that time to let it melt on my tongue. It doesn't melt, does it? <laughs> well, they removed all the moisture from it. Anyways, and it's not creamy either. Because it's freeze-dried. It says on the package that it's creamy. It's hard as a moon rock. A delicious, crunchy, yet creamy. <laughs> well, they got the crunchy. <laughs> Who's going to break my tooth? <laughs> it was shocking. I don't know why. Why are we still talking about this? All right. This was the Natural History Museum. As we say at the end of every episode, I would love to go back. Oh, we need to, we need to find the cheeseburgers. Absolutely. 
It's not an option. We have got to go back and find six cheeseburgers. Actually, we're going to have to find seven cheeseburgers because their other exhibit is going to be open soon. Oh, yeah, and they add a cheeseburger to the exhibit. Correct. Well, and we need to verify that your hamburgite is actually one of those cheeseburgers. Right. Right. We will definitely post pictures of that on social media. Yes. <laughs> well, Tony, this has been fun, and uh, Happy New Year to you. Happy New Year to you as well. See you next time. Thanks for listening. Exploring Cleveland was created and produced by Heidi Johnson and Tony Gambino. Please contact us if you are a listener and have suggestions of where we should go next, or if you are a local business that would like to advertise on our podcast, please email us at exploringclevelandht at gmail.com. All rights reserved. Woohoo! Oh, that's that's why I screwed you up. (laughs) (laughs) Why were we so naive? I just oh, accepted it. A hamburgite. <laughs> I wonder what part of the world the hamburgite <laughs> comes from. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh my, that was fun. <laughs> <laughs>